Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Suits Fence with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man, like Mo, I'm back. Yeah? Two weeks and that man's back. Man got masters and just went there, uh, went ghost Hey, fam, don't worry, innit? Man's back. Man's back to give you simpleton some knowledge. Yeah? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit we of have. a special one. Yep. Hey. A special guest with us today. Hey. I think I'll let you do the honors. Hey, come on. Hi, so, um, who's doing this? Are you, are you introducing like, me? Am I introducing myself? Nah, nah, you, you, you can go, bro. You can go. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm Sean. Um, not sure what else to say <laughs> other than that. I'm Sean. Um, I, I know Mo. Um, first time meeting and the rest of the crew. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit, a bit overwhelmed at this point i've never done a podcast okay, before so yeah nah that's nah, all good do you know what yeah so sean sean is sean is my guy in it like um so we're, we're part we're part of a group like training and stuff um academically and vocationally and stuff and i mentioned my podcast and sean just devoured it like he just went in and no, just fam like the feedback was dope just the engagement was dope and even beyond the podcast where it's just like sean almost feels like that older brother so yeah like it's it's dope so it's like for me it's it's really nice having him having him here and yeah so i'm I'm really looking forward to just chopping it up just having conversations just just yeah just just letting loose and seeing Mm. what happens nice so does this mean you're 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 training to be a pastor as well, Sean, or a priest? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I'm g- going through the process. Yeah, yeah. All right. Nice. Can you um, can you tell us a bit about that process of getting to that point of deciding that this is what you want to do? Do you know what? It's for me. It's still a journey. Um. So initially, so when I joined the Church of England about two and a half years ago, I was literally arched from the beginning. Um. Go for ordination. Go for ordination. And like I said, no, 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 no. Um. And then something happened uh, um, towards the end of 2000 or some sometime, some some point last year or year before. Um, basically, I said no and God said yes. I love that. So, nice. so when that when that moment came, um, the kind of conversation went something like, OK, God, I'll, I'll keep walking forward until you shut the door. Mm. Um, so if if your purpose is for me to be ordained I'll be ordained but um it felt to me that God's purpose for me was to learn and to grow mm. to grow in relationship with him mm. um, and actually what's coming out of it is I'm learning about who I am mm. um, as well in the process so for me if at any point this journey stops it's kind of I don't feel no way because I feel like I was never here to become a priest. I was mm-hmm. here to be obedient to what Jesus wanted for me. Come and, on. Is, and if you're telling me to be here now, this is where I'm going to be. 
Come on. That's dope. That is come dope. Hey, come on, my guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love That's that. Sick. I like yeah. that. Cool. All right. So should we get to sorry, not sorry? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, are you happy to be in the, in the hot seat? Ooh, Me we in the hot seat? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> we I thought it was going to be the in the hot seat. seat. I thought well, I was going to be in the hot seat as well. I mean, I mean, it, yeah, you're Sean's both training both to be a priest, so you, like, you, like you never know. Someone's going to come with the questions. Yeah, put, put me in there, man. Yeah, I, I, hey, hey, are we, are we, are we, are we doing this? Okay, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of terrified now, man. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. I I'll go first. Any, yeah, you go first because you had a question in it. Yes. <coughs> so I've been thinking a lot about fasting this week. <laughs> fasting and praying. Okay. <laughs> so my question is if you intentionally sin, does that cancel out the fasting or the prayer that you've just done? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> if you if you pray a prayer and they're gonna do a madness, does God say, "Ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, this prayer I'll leave. Come back to me next time when you're ready to do things properly." Or in in the moment, does, does the prayer get taken as that, and then what we do afterwards doesn't affect the prayer that you that you just prayed? Did you pray, knowing at the back of your mind that you were gonna go do this? It's a hypothetical question. I'm, I'm not saying this is what I do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to clarify, yeah? But you was know it, what? You know what? Was, was it a case of you prayed and then after the prayer, the opportunity presented itself and then you did it? Or was the opportunity there and then you were praying knowing you were going to go do it? Let's do both. <laughs> um, so, for, for me, it's all, it's, all, it's all about the heart. You know what I'm saying? If, like, if, if, you, if, you're, coming, if you're coming to Jesus... Um, sincerely from the heart, um, then God understands that and God recognizes that. But if you're if you're coming to to God and you've got some ulterior motive, like in the back of your mind, you're 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 preparing to sin. Um, it's difficult for me to understand how God will recognize the prayer mm. because at that moment, what what's your true purpose in coming to Jesus? If you know if if all along your your intent is to sin, so I don't, I don't, I don't see Jesus as um, I'm cancelling out your prayer. You've done one good thing, you've done one bad thing. I'm cancelling out your prayer. But at the same time, I don't see how if your heart intent um, isn't in the prayer, how God recognizes it anyway. Mm. I like that. I like that. It, it reminds me of a passage in Isaiah <clears throat> where Isaiah was speaking to the Israelites and saying, um, you lot fast and pray, you deny yourselves, like you go unkept and blah, blah, blah. And do you think that that is acceptable to God when you're not doing righteousness, you're not doing justice, you're not actually like feeding the poor, you're not living out <clears throat> what you're meant to be living out. And it, there's almost that in, there's, um, understanding or idea of you guys are actively going about living a life contrary to what God wants you to do. And it's something that you're intentionally doing. And you think you're fasting and praying is acceptable to God. And which kind of ties in with what Sean was saying was like, if, if, they're in, if their intention is almost like, I'm still going to do me. 
But then I'm like, no, nah, let me fast and pray as well. Then it's almost like, do you think that's acceptable to God? Um, so, yeah, it just reminded me of that scripture. Mm. Oh. I'm happy with that. Okay. <laughs> so so I, oh. I, I, I came thinking that I was going to take the heat. And so, Peter, feel free to pick between me or Sean. <laughs> I, I want to I ask Sean. I want to ask Sean. Uh, just... Hey, you're doing well. You're doing well, bro. You're, you're doing perfectly throw well. you in the deep. Hey, Robert, the next time you bring a guest onto the show, yeah, that guest is getting all the flame. <laughs> no, I look after my guest, Moses. How about that? How about that? <laughs> you're pagan, yeah? <laughs> um, So I sort of had a, not hypothetical, but a, a random question. Um, in terms of Noah and the flood, why did God um, ask Noah to build a boat when he could have spoken one into existence? Wow. I, I suppose, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm not coming at this from, from honest, from necessarily biblical perspective, but coming from it from my understanding of how God works in my life, mm. um, sometimes the journey is the point and the mm. journey being the process of building the ark and mm. um, sometimes um it's you can i've moments in my life where i wish god would just click his fingers and answer my prayer mm. but going through the journey when i've come out the other end i've understood that it was never about the answer but it was about how i got there and what I learned and who I became in that process. Mm. So that's the answer I would give. That's dope. That's I love dope. that. I like yeah. that. I like that. That's good. I'm a, I'm a way in taking care of my guest here. I'm a way <laughs> in as well. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely agree with that. And I think, um, I think I heard somewhere that there was a space of like quite a few years, I think it was about 40 years or something like that, between when God gave the command in terms of build the ark and the floods coming. Mm. And it was, it was very much like Noah working consistently for that amount of time when people hadn't seen the flood and to be ridiculed and be like, are you still working on that boat? Are you, mm. are you, still, are you still believing in what God has said? <clears throat> and it is that journey of character building or faith building and stuff like that. And so when he was on the boat, to be able to be like, nah, like God has started this. God shut the door. God is going to take us through this. Like God, God has done this. And even it could be asked of Abraham. Why didn't Sarah just pop out the child as soon as Abraham, like God mm. came to Abraham at the beginning. Mm. Um, but there was something in the journey that we're all still learning from. We're all still kind of gaining from the stuff where it's like Abraham was a friend of God and like righteousness was accredited before he had done anything and blah, blah, and stuff like that. So yeah, I think as Sean was saying, like the journey, the journey is definitely part of, of the process and growth being there. Yeah. Um, no, I absolutely agree. And um I mean, even what, what you mentioned, Mo, in terms of the, the time period as well, also highlights the fact that in that time, there's an exercise of faith that prepares mm. him for once he's in the boat to continue having faith that God will actually eventually stop this flood and eventually yeah. get him somewhere to, to land. And so it was, uh, as you said, and I, I think Sean, you put it so perfectly, it's who he was at the end of that process of building the boat that mm. then allows for him to, you know, be comfortable being in there for however long it was 
and then come out the other side um, and not sort of lose hope and start killing the animals to eat or, or something like that whilst he was in there. So that's dope. And even with Abraham, like God said, you're going to have a son. God said, kill the son. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's that yeah. faith for the son and the faith yeah. that if I kill the son, God will bring it back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Abraham must have had that super faith at the end of all of that. And, and again, you sort of see, and that's, this is consistent with God as well, he builds people up. And so Abraham's first thing was leave your parents' house, you know, leave your father's house, which is hard, but not as hard as kill your son, if that makes sense. But having gone through that, having gone through the, you know, um, feeling like uh, the king's going to, well, having to give up Sarah for a little bit and all of that, builds him up to a point where now he has faith enough to go through with, uh, uh, yeah, I'll kill him because I know God will bring him back. And the same thing with Gideon, with Noah. Um, Bro, you know, did you say give give Sarah up for a little bit? Yeah, essentially. He did. Bro, he, he did. He didn't give Sarah up. He, that wasn't yeah. trust. That wasn't faith in God. Well, no, but that that's that was. I mean, that experience helped him to see. Okay, actually, God is sort of on my side because okay. God still okay. intervened. Yeah. So I think so all those things being character building wow. events them, in his life. Them portions of the Bible, yeah. I'm like, I can't. Man, like the king is pressing your wife. What? No, I'm not on it. I'm not. I'm not on it. I'm not on it. Nah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, okay, Moses, I've got a question for you if you really want a question. Okay, go for it. Okay. Man, you're just... shooting, shooting left, right, and center. Like, what's this going on? This is a two part question. And Sean, if you want to jump on the, into this one too, as well, okay. feel free. Because okay. this is about like being like an, an, an ordained minister. Okay. Go so, on. part one. Part one. Let's say a couple came to you wanted to get married. Like, you know, in the church, da, 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 da. but you saw that when it came to faith and stuff there, it was, it was a bit shaky. Mm. And, and so you weren't sure about whether they were like really serious about God and stuff. Would you feel comfortable marrying a couple like that? Or yeah. if it was a thing where like one person was Christian, the other was like not Christian. Mm. All right. So taking the first question, if their faith was shaky, blah, 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 I would still be happy to marry them. Because this is a marriage, it's not a Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. So it's wow. like, how how you guys grow in faith, that's as a as a vicar, as a pastor, or whatever, like it is partially my concern. If if I am your pastor, then it's like I have I have that sort of responsibility over you. But if you're not a part of my church and stuff like that, but you want to come use the church building and you want me to preside over your wedding and stuff, then I'm like, all right, cool. Like I, I want you to grow. But I can't be like your marriage is contingent on your spiritual abilities to be able to like pray in tongues and stuff like that's that's not it. And if you weren't, if one person wasn't um, Christian, then I would explore if um, like the understanding of having a marriage within the within the church and within a Christian context, and this person who isn't a Christian submitting to that and agreeing to that and agreeing to like the the potentially the liturgy, the Bible readings and stuff like that, and just trying to work out in terms of are they um, fully on board with everything that that means and that you are you are taking your vows in front of the Christian God, who I believe is the only God. But I'm not going to say that you're worshipping like a, an empty idol. I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to be like, I believe that, yeah. So it's like this, these are the implications of you doing it here. Um, and if you still want to do that, 
I'm, I'm cool marrying you because my my hope is as um Paul was saying if you have an unbelieving partner <coughs> they may come to faith through your faith and so that kind of be my my hope and that even in you guys getting married in the church at least this person's faith is impacting you to the point of you wanting to take vows in in, in within the context of this religion um so that that would be my take so i would i would happily do both yeah for me i think um in either situation my my first concern would be have they done marriage prep because mm. i would want them to have done some type of marriage prep and i suppose in the context of the church of england there's there's it's almost like there's a job role then there's a god role mm. you know in in a job role um it's mm. like if you want to come and get married let's go, let's go and get married but in the god role i i would want to make both parties aware of of what it means to be married hence some type of marriage prep i would prefer to have seen that couple several times be, be, before we've even gone down the marriage road particularly the couple who has one christian one non-christian mm-hmm. because i know people in those relationships and they ain't easy particularly mm-hmm. if one does not and refuses to um come to christ and mm. um, they I've, i know a couple who've got kids um, several kids and they've been married for 20 plus years and the husband is still no god ain't for me you know so there's a part of their life they can't share together mm. and so i would want the couple to be uh just fully aware of what they're getting into and understand mm. the implications of a marriage that is unequally yoked mm. um but yes in, in either case as a minister within the church of england i, I would i would marry them yeah, I like the answer a lot. Mm. There's a part two. I'll probably leave that for after we finish recording because I don't want no smoke for no one. Thank you very much. You know, so let's get. In. Sorry, just was gonna say. I, do you know how much I was bugging out about a decent question? Because I'm thinking I've got to come in it and be deep. And I think I've got <laughs> questions from my old. I've I've racked my brain. And then it's like he wasn't even in the hot seat, man. No, no, no shoot, I, I was, shoot. No, I was about to say shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, yes, fire away. I want, I want to hold. I want to, I want to hold it. Like you know what? It's this is this is kind of really a question to, for for everybody. It, it was originally originally um um for Mo, but I was kind of putting it out there, mm. and I was thinking today. Um, I know you guys are into anime, so you're in, so you're you're fully on board with people who have powers and abilities. Mm. So I, I I was thinking about. Um, if if you had the 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 or if everybody in fact had the ability to read each other's minds, do you think um it would make the world a better place? <laughs> I think it would make the world a more honest place. <laughs> That's the first step. Yeah, yeah. And in that honesty, do you think ultimately it would be a better place? No. Uh, okay. I don't think so. Expand. I think that I think that the strong you think that lies unnecessary. Would... <laughs> I think that the strong would use that to their advantage and just take over. How so? So like if I'm more powerful than you guys, and like I know what you're thinking, and I feel like, and, and like I can hear that you are against what what my view is, 
I can just take you out. And then anyone that I know that is against my 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 train of thought, I can take out until everyone is on board with me. And I know you're on board with me because I can hear your thoughts. So I can know that you're actually on board with me or, or, or you're just pretending. But I think that it's assuming, um, we did say, Sean did say superpower, but if everyone has it, yeah, then it's really then, normal. Yeah. Then it's normal. And it's almost like, then I almost see it as a functionality, like breathing, um, as opposed to um, intellect. And so if, if I'm able, if, if just by virtue of being human, I can read your thoughts, then from, from infancy, I'll be able to like, be able to detect what people are saying and stuff. And so if you're, if you're in a position and you're like, do you agree with my position? And internally, I'm like, no. I'm going to be reading your thoughts as you're reading mine, and I'm going to clock that you're trying to kill me. <laughs> as you're yeah, but, yes, but just because you know that I'm, I'm trying to kill you doesn't mean that you can now stop me from killing you. And well, I think if I have the ability to kill you. But isn't that, the it, same, isn't that the same now anyway? That's the thing. So it's the logistics of and the reason why there hasn't been like a single world dictator yet. Because it's not it's not feasible, really, in, in the long in in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, well, just yet like it's not feasible. The world's built up of of dictators. So some some yeah, you see, but, some don't see. Well, Shout yeah, to Putin. No. King, um, <laughs> King Jong Un. Hey, hey, don't, don't, yeah, but again, don't localized. Blacklisted, you know. Oh, oh localized, localized um, few certain regions, and that's why I say yet yeah. a, a, a large place to localize. You know? No, 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 but but that's what I mean. It's like King John On doesn't have, or whichever one it is now, doesn't have necessarily any effect on my day to day in London, if that makes sense. And so it's too restricted to his area of influence and i say now because i think that with us becoming a global society and with us being a lot more interconnected that will very soon no longer necessarily be the case i mean you look at um trump and his effect on you know a a larger amount of the world so you know sooner or later we will get to that point but i think again it's almost like we're thinking of it in terms of now that we can't and if we could what would it be and i think more you put it in the say you put it nicely in that it would be normal and all it would be is our inability to then lie or to sort of then um uh prevent people from um knowing our true intentions or our true thoughts which is what i think it's a difference between now and then if that was the case, because now you don't know if I believe you or if I trust you or if I mean what I'm saying when I compliment you. Mm-hmm. And the only difference in that situation would be <laughs> you would. So I think it would make it, it would, like you said, it would definitely be more honest. I think it would be better because we are removing that element of lie. It just means that you will know who your true friends are and, mm-hmm. and who, who are not. So whether or not that would be fun all the time, I don't think so. <laughs> but it'll certainly be more honest, and I think always honesty is always, more honesty is always better than less. So I, I think it'll be a good place until someone works out how to stop people being able to well, read your mind. But then now you're extrapolating. Your now you're extrapolating because then you're going to until someone figures out how to implant minds, and then we're going to inception and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. but it it will be interesting though because it's like, um. The, the the phrase of <clears throat> we think about so if I ask you a question and you don't want to say it, you still think the answer as soon as I ask you the question, mm. even if you don't want to say it. And yeah. so if I'm like, what's your pin number? 
ignore it so I can just now steal your bank card and then run to the cashway. <laughs> so it'll make, I think it'll make the world really interesting. Um, yeah, I, you yeah. know, I, I, I was thinking about it from the point of view, particularly of the male-female relationship. No, it won't. No, it will not. Because it's like, oh, do you think I look fine in this? Your head, yes. <laughs> Your mouth, no. Rap. <laughs> Rap. But then, no, but, 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 but then the, the, the first, after that first time, she, she'll know to never ask that question again. <laughs> because you're not ready for the truth. No, because you'll be single. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think I think I think it will, it will definitely have its benefits. Um, it won't be fun. Yeah, it won't. But I, I guess I guess honesty is not always fun. Mm. No, like mm. to be honest is not always fun. And I, I th- I'm even thinking about it from a perspective of um, faith. Mm. So it's like if if there's if there's a leader, and you're like you actually <laughs> believe in God. And he said, he's like, no. I'm like, oh, swear down. Okay. <laughs> you can't be my leader no more. <laughs> For some reason, I'm thinking funerals. <laughs> he is going to heaven. <laughs> some people, no. you know, some people can like, some people, some people can like honestly think that they believe in God, but still be living a reckless life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But at least, you're, at least you're, they'll be transparent about it. Yeah. Is the thing. Because there, there are there are leaders who genuinely do not believe in God, but are still leading churches. And so in situations like that, you, I think there'll be a bit more honesty in that. Like I don't actually believe in what I'm preaching. All, all of the p- prosperity gospel dons. Oh yeah, God said you should you should give me six million for a new mm. jet. Did God really say that? No. Okay. I think as well. What will be interesting is how resilient the human mind is to believe a falsehood and and that that's what you were saying in essence robert with with people that do believe in god and still live reckless lives and you would be able to actually see that oh no they actually do believe in god but then they're still just doing whatever because mm. we're just we're just resilient like that so what is only only god can judge me people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also um thinking about it from the perspective of the first disciples mm. if, if it was like did jesus actually raise from rise from the dead mm. well thomas was honest he was like i need to see it i need to see L- it literally and so it's like literally to be able to be like no jesus actually rose and then to, mm. be able to read his man and be like no like yeah like he's actually he actually rose i think that would be interesting in terms of and plus in terms of other faiths and other religions to then be like all right validity and stuff like that so i think that would be interesting um mm. what do you think no, would be the ram- what, what do you think would be the ramifications of the disciples being able to read jesus's mind if they had the ability to Ooh, but i think it may i think it may work slightly differently with jesus being fully divine and fully human <laughs> it so wasn't I, I, we're introducing I, I, rules now I, I don't know how it would have worked but i think he would have had some like some you see the magneto hat where you can't read his mind or something like that he would have had some next super, a holy ghost i don't know but i'm just like, i think i presume presume that it would work. but with him being fully human i don't know well the thing is that because what what this yo we spent like 30 minutes on this this is 
But no, this is a good question because what this essentially does is remove secrecy and remove darkness, which in essence, Jesus never had reason to. So at, at the very worst, it would be Peter's response when he, um, when the guys came for Christ. So when Christ was like, I'm going to die, and Peter was like, no, 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 you're not going to die. It would be essentially that because they'd love him. Mm-hmm. They'd know he was honest. But then they'd be able to read his mind. And like when he went to pray, they probably would have stayed awake because they would have known what he was thinking about yeah. when he went to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane and all of that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it would have changed anything per se. Interesting, I, I do think... Possibly because even with other religions, I do believe there's an element of the supernatural that gives them some validity to their believers. Like, mm. you know, so for whatever reason, I mean, you know, a, a medium was able to raise up some uh, So they're still supernatural, even if it's from the enemy. But I think it would be a lot more, it would have been a lot more easy for the first believers the, the the guys that walk with Christ and saw him, the over 3,000 or however many people saw him, to actually give honest account and yeah. for that to proliferate. And then people are like, oh, no, he actually, as you said, he actually rose. And what that would really mean. Because yeah. of, all, of all the, you know, mo- most religions, he's the only one that's still alive, kind of, so. Kind of. Well, because I don't know all religions. That's why I say kind of. Fair enough. But the Fair enough. Oh, he's the only one that's still alive. So, cool. yeah. I like that, that question. question. That was a dope yeah, question. That was, Thank you. Thanks for indulging me, guys. <laughs> that was good. All right, let's get into this week's topic. Mm. I think there's only one thing. There's only, there's only one thing we could talk about this week. Only one thing we could talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually stress. Let's go. Well, what am I going to say, Pierre? Well, are you going to talk about Piper's son? No, oh. Peter. Oh, okay. No, you're gonna talk about yourself. No, not me. But a oh, man after my own heart. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the Jackson done. But I like the, Derek Jackson. The, the, <laughs> okay, so for those who don't know, Derek Jackson was this YouTube guy who basically became rich and famous off telling women that real men do this. Uh, a real man would, would like treat you this way, and a, a real man wouldn't do that, you know. A real man would have done this. He would have done that, and you know, women they like to lap up that stuff. <laughs> then, I think there was even one where he said, "What, what do you say? Only real men can date single mothers." Something crazy like that, and you know. And then it came out this week that he's been cheating, have having affairs, having mistresses, all that good stuff. I said all that good stuff. All that good stuff. At first, he tried to deny it whilst plugging his book. And then he got on live with his wife to say, actually, you know what? I did cheat. I hold myself accountable. And it was he was so slimy the way he did it because he was speaking about himself in third person. Like, yes, Derek Jackson cheated on his wife. <laughs> Derek Jackson is must be held accountable. <laughs> and then to make Max even greater, he then did a review of the video that he did with his wife. <laughs> in third person again, again. Again, talking to third person. And, and then even just today, there, there were rumblings that maybe he's still cheating. Because like, if you look at the video that he did, about, um, like reviewing his own video, he's outside this, like, this house that he's been out in other, in other of his videos. 
and apparently that's the house of his mistress that he's been doing a thing with. Wow, shit. Wow, look. My goodness. And then, and then there was one more there was, there was one more thing that he did. And I was like, you know what, yeah? I swear, it feels like you've just been crawling Twitter today, fam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, 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 I've been following this for like a week now. And like, there's one more thing that I heard that he did. I was like, you know what, yeah? Even if he's slimy, he's the guy. He's the guy for this. So basically, with this last mistress, there was a scent that she liked. And it was like, what scent is that? She told him the scent. And then he went and bought two. One to give to the mistress. And one to give to the wife. <laughs> that way, when the wife smells on him... <laughs> when the wife smells on him, he will say, oh, but babe, that's the thing I got you. I appreciate the forward thinking. Uh, I appreciate the I appreciate the forward thinking. I was like, this guy's so much Yo. <laughs> Yo. Oh man. But all right. Um okay, let's start. Does, does, does anybody want to comment on anything that you've seen or heard or about Dick Jackson or what I've said? <sighs> I mean, I'll start by saying I don't care. <laughs> because... Let's just put the final nail in the coffin that black men don't cheat. Because you know, I used to say that proudly, but I don't know if I can say that anymore. I feel like it's been taken away. Why does Wait, she you have to be a function of race? Don't cheat. Pardon? <laughs> you used to say black men don't cheat. I still do. Only black boys cheat. A real man wouldn't cheat on his woman. It's starting to sound like someone. You're starting to sound like the Don you're trying to denounce right now, fam. <laughs> I mean, it worked for him, Eddie. He got a billions. But wait, I thought I thought the cheating was before earlier in the relationship, and they got past it. Wasn't that part of the video or something? Yes, but apparently he's that's still what cheating. he says. So yeah, so like here's so, so like, so like, only coming to light now, but right. it happened like last year or something. Yeah. So also, my. He found God in, 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 in like all of this time as well. Just want to put that in there. He well. found God in all. He of found God in oh, another okay. woman's panties. Okay, man. All right. All right. <laughs> so here's here's the issue though. It's in my in my view, and again, I I didn't I only saw the Kevin stage video of this. I haven't followed him, or I didn't even know about him before any of this. Um, but it's it's celebrity culture, isn't it? At the end, they it seems like it's just celebrity culture, and it's in in such to some extent, it's I guess Christians, because I'm guessing he his market was Christian women. I'm no, guessing. it was just black women. Just, oh, just, okay, just black women. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's still just sort of our our desire to have celebrities that we look up to and and that. Mean the most to us, and I, I don't know. I don't. At the end of the day, it's another man that's made a mistake, and unfortunately, seems to be wanting to profit off of that, or you know, remove himself from it, or not take responsibility for it fully. Um, but it's it, it's it's only meaningful if he's put on some sort of pedestal to you. Otherwise, it's another person who needs God to a different level. In, in my eyes, that that's all it comes down to. And that's why I say I don't care. Because I think society is now built too much on this celebrity culture to the extent that we 
you know, see it in social media, and it might not be a renowned celebrity, but we're looking at other people's Instagrams and their feeds and couple goals and all of this, and we're sort of comparing ourselves to the curated things that they put out there without recognizing that all of us are individuals on the journey. And so that's 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 my take on it. I think I think the tricky thing is. Um, and it, it it does play into what you're saying brief, uh, slightly, Peter, in that like we've placed them on the pedestal. But it's it's as the Bible says: if you put yourself in a position of a teacher, you're going to be judged even stricter. Yeah. And by him doing this, now he may not have said, "I am a teacher," or blah blah blah, but he put himself into a position where he was actively speaking into a situation and saying, "This is what good character ought to look like." Mm-hmm. And in doing that, it's like. I mean, Paul spoke about marriages without being married, but Paul didn't hide the fact that he wasn't married. Mm. Um, now, not saying that this guy has said, I am perfect or whatever, but he did present to be the type of man that he was towards his wife. Mm. Um, but who most people didn't even know that he, that he was married. <sighs> okay, then that's, that's a whole different ballgame. Um, but I think, I think the, the, challenge, the, the challenge for me comes in where it's like, so I, I view this from a Christian perspective of him presenting as a Christian or whatever. I'm saying presenting because I haven't followed him. I haven't followed the story that much until this kind of broke out. And so I don't really know much about him. I think that's that's where the problem comes in. And it's, it's frustrating because when one person makes a mistake, um, the broad brush kind of comes out. And like people who don't necessarily fall into this, but I, I, and you know, it's long. It is long. Um, I, I do care because I, I not particularly about him. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, not particularly Try, about trying him. Trying to make yourself sound better than me. But it's, it's more so about the state of his wife. Um, mm. Like her well-being. I'll come, I'll come into that in a second. And also um, people's response or reactions to this in that like people fall away from the faith. I'm not saying that he's like a faith leader or that, but people fall away from the faith because of bad leaders. Some people will give up on the notion of getting a good person, getting a good spouse because of this guy. And so it's almost like the ripple effects on people's lives that I'm also concerned about. Mm. Um, I never considered it particularly from that from that perspective, Mo. Um, I'm kind of in uh, Peter's camp now. Um, I kind of don't care um, and predominantly because I generally don't care about people that I don't know and I don't I don't mean that negatively but to mm. me a celebrity is just a person mm. they they get put on a pedestal and all of a sudden they seem to hold opinion hold some type of virtue that mm. is bestowed upon their celebrity mm. that, that the rest of us mortals don't have. Um, <laughs> and for me, I see that as um, ridiculous. Mm. So, you know, yeah. I like you, you guys were talking the other week about um, Kurt Franklin and the whole incident with his son and the recording and stuff. And um, like I was thinking about that situation and about his celebrity and about the comments you guys were making. And for me, I think about, um, I think it's in, is it Proverbs? 
um, where they talk about um, if a man plays with fire, will he not get burnt? Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, that situation with Kurt Franklin, his son obviously knew that he had a weakness in a particular area. So he tempted him with that weakness. Now, for each of us, we know what our weaknesses are. Mm. If we're tempted enough in that area, you know, and we and we fall, um, it's not necessarily surprising, you know, mm. because because that is an area where we struggle. Mm. So like so so, I I don't look at people like they're they're perfect. They're mm. they're they're beyond um, uh, being 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 fallible, and like mm. and and this dude whoever he is and, and, and whatever he's convinced people of. Um, he, he, he's just a man. It doesn't surprise me that, that he's been dishonest because th- that's the very nature of, 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 of human beings, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we're weak and, and we fall. And I much prefer to look at people, um, all people, as fallible and that they're going to make mistakes. And I don't, you know what? I'm really apologising now because I don't want to come across super spiritual because I don't. I really don't view it in that from a super spiritual point of view. But mm. I just think we spend too much time judging people. We spend mm. too much time putting people on pedestals, mm. and um, when when they fall, shock and horror, and then the, the media gets it and it's blown up, and then for two mm. weeks or a week or whatever, it's it's the it's the headline. Then no one yeah. even cares about that person anymore. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, and it's like. Really, what I'm concerned about, and the people in my group, the people who I know, the people who I can interact with, the, yeah. what's my integrity? What's mm. my friend's integrity? And if my friend's integrity is weak, then I want to help that dude. You know mm. what I'm saying? I don't want to spend my time or energy on some dude who is trying to fool millions because, to be honest, the government does it every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like big facts. Indeed, indeed. Big it, facts. It, yeah. it, the, it, the, the food industry does it every day. Mm. You know, the fashion industry does it every day. Instagram does it every day. You know, we, we, we are, we're fed lies all the time, man. And mm. you can be the kind of person that sits down and, and laps all that stuff up or the kind of person that says, like, screw all that stuff, man. I, I know who I am. I know mm. what God is to me. I know what purpose God has, has laid out for me. And that's how I'm going to live. You know what I'm saying? So... Again, apologise if it sounds super spiritual. It's not the intent, but yeah, that's kind of how I view all celebrities and all of those kind of situations. No, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think. I think it's like. I think so. It's, and in agreement with with both Sean and Peter, I don't particularly care about this guy. Um, I care about the ripple effect of his actions. Mm. Um, that's that's where my my mind kind of goes to, and it's it's is in line. And I think there's a there's a level of maturity that comes with our V, mm. especially in terms of like looking at um, what we actually have influence over, who we actually have influence over, and the things that we can change, and like letting go of the things that we can't change because we can't speak to every single person that this person mm-hmm. has spoken to. We don't know the state of this marriage. We don't know them, but the things that we do know are the people that we're investing into. It's like mm-hmm. he may have done that, but by the grace of God, I'm investing into my wife. I'm investing into my marriage. Um, like this is a relationship that is safe, and I'm I'm doing that with my family and stuff like that as well. And not only that, but like those around me. Um, 
because I think my heart really goes to the people who will let go of hope. And again, it's a hypothetical because potentially no one would. But it's like those who would let go of hope because of someone, someone's mistake. And it is primarily because we have placed a person on a pedestal mm. when that pedestal should only be reserved for God, should only be reserved for Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll even add as well that I, so yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I don't care either way. I think Sean put it much, much, uh, much nicer than I did. Um, but I think when I think of people like Ravi Zacharias and what happened mm. with him and his situation, mm. there's, there's almost a, a different relationship there because, oh, and I guess maybe for some of the, the, like the people that you are concerned about with this guy, with him, it's almost like he is a teacher that I'm getting something from. Mm. And so, you know, there's elements and thoughts of, you know, the ox shouldn't be muzzled whilst he's doing his work and stuff like that. And so you almost think, well, if I'm benefiting from your um, ministry, I should sow back in and, and, and all of that jazz. And so when someone like that falls, it's not necessarily, again, it comes down to the fact that he is a man. Um, but there, there's a, there's maybe a more intimate um, sort of, disappointment or but again disappointment would indicate that i expected something more which is that right or wrong i I can't necessarily say but there is it hurts more in the same way as if one of you guys were to do something that i thought was you know um wrong it would hurt and you know maybe some of our sorry not sorries have indicated something similar recently um but (laughs) robert smiling (laughs) you're pay good bro (laughs) Um, it, I think I think where someone's positioned themselves as a thought leader, and it comes out that maybe what they were saying was true, but they weren't living it. I understand why there can be some sort of hurt there, and I think the 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 difference has to be that we don't put everyone there for mm. no reason, and that we are able to be critical thinking and and to assess what's actually going on um and and also never lose sight of the fact that these guys are just people just like us equally yeah. as capable of falling mm-hmm. as as we were yeah, yeah. I, just would, ordinary people. I, I would have to just uh, i would have to say um that again um peter i, I definitely agree with um, again molly said the same thing but you there's obviously a disappointment you know mm. particularly um, prominent Christian leaders, when they fall, that it's a disappointment, um, yeah. and you you feel it damages the the, the faith. Um, so I I definitely take that on board, but I think the the problem is when you put people on a pedestal, they take the place of God, yeah. and it's like as soon as that happens, because you you mentioned it earlier, Mo, you said. Um, like people, will it cause people to come away from faith or come away from that belief that they have before mm. this person or because of this person? And it's like, yeah. well, if if that's the case, then your focus was your focus was always in the wrong place. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I think there's a larger problem. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. In, in how we view um, people yeah. of celebrity status. Yeah, yeah. It's like Paul saying, "Don't be followers of Paul, or followers of Apollos." Yeah. 
followers of Jesus Christ. And I think that should probably even be one distinction with Christian sort of celebrities is they should be intentional about pointing people to God and not to themselves. Yeah. And they should be a cognizant of the fact that since to some extent, maybe they are, you know, placed on that pedestal for people and should be very intentional about mm-hmm. making sure that's not the case, as Paul was uh, in, in that verse that Robert you quoted. Yeah, even Paul was, Paul says um, similar to what um, Robert said, like follow me as I follow Christ. Oh, Christ yeah. And so there's always that distinction. Like if you mm, yeah. don't believe that I'm following Christ in this light, then then that's mm. down to your discretion not to follow me. Mm. And I think it even um, I think it's in Romans where Paul was arguing and he was saying, if I am preaching Christ but I commit sin, does that then nullify the Christ that I am preaching? No, it mm. only proves my sinfulness, mm. not the sinfulness of Christ. Um, but again, it's like I'm, I'm really cognizant of that being a mature stance. Yeah. Um, and that there's a level of maturity that has to be there for you to be able to recognize that, no, this person messed up, mm-hmm. not the idea that they were presenting or not the faith that they were presenting. Um, and the same way that we, we will have like different levels of relationship with different Christian leaders. And if they did something, it will have an impact on us. I think the people who were listening to him may have viewed him in the same way and not necessarily pedestal, but just the, 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 the relationship. And it's, it's almost, and I, I see it also like from a position of when I, when I first came to faith and I was listening to John MacArthur. Now John MacArthur is very vocal about not believing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So he doesn't believe in prophecy, healings, like what speaking in tongues, them things there. And for a while, I struggled with that because the person that I was learning from presented so vocally that he doesn't believe in it and he was arguing from the scriptures for that. Um, But it wasn't until I grew in faith that I was able to come to a space that I am comfortable to stand in and be like, no, I believe that God still works through these things. Um, And so it's recognising that there's a level of growth and maturity that needs to happen. There will be ramifications. There will be effects that kind of go on in people's lives. And it's, I, I living up in Croydon and them things that I might fam I can't, I can't do nothing for them. Um, but it's, it's almost being like, okay, that's something else that someone may need counseling for. Hmm. Okay. Just quickly, I won't go into the backstory about where I'm going with this point. So let me just present the question. So, what do I feel you? Like there's a trap card coming. No, no, no trap card. No trap card. It's just that, yeah, yeah. The wife doesn't seem to be in like the best of places at the minute with like mm-hmm. the way she's been posting and talking on social media and stuff. So, and then I think it was Little Black Book. Shout out to Little Black Book. Um, he was talking. PR, can you can you can you like Sorry, go outside? I, I don't please? know him. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know who this person is. Sorry. Because we ain't got the minerals. Anyway. What? <laughs> um, so one thing he was talking about around the situation was um manipula- um toxic manipulate no manipulation that leads to toxic relationships based around faith. So like so, so that's like the idea of using faith. Um, as a reason to stay in a toxic relationship or environment. Mm. So I want to ask you guys, what does that, what do you feel like are the signs of that? And if one does find themselves in a toxic relationship where they're staying because of the promise that God can um, redeem or change the situation, what would you say to them? 
That's a good question. Yeah. Because so, so, sometimes it might be infidelity. Sometimes it might be domestic abuse. Mm. Um, but but then people believe that, no, God can change this. And like, if I believe enough and if I am diligent, then God can make a way. Mm. I think I think I think I I think I'll kind of go from like a a safeguarding perspective, mm. um, where if there is any considerable, but there's, if there's any room for considerable damage, physically, sexually, emotionally, spiritually, materially, if if there's and I think yeah, yeah, if it, it's like if there's any if there is a consistent sustained threat of damage to anything pertaining to you, then I think there is a real, um, there's a real, there's real scope to think and evaluate the relationship. Um, and but then if you're in the relationship, how are you able to identify that? Cause sometimes like when you're in something, you can't like see it. And that's, that's the, that's the tricky part. And sometimes you will see it, but you will be in denial. Whereas like the guy, the guy or the guy or the girl hits you. And it's like, oh no, I made them upset. It's my fault. Um, but it's actually like, no, they they did that. Like whatever you did, that's separate. But they chose to lift up their hand and hit you. Mm-hmm. And so that action is on them. You need to, if you did something to provoke that, you need to own that. But that action is on them. And I think it's, and so things like that, it's it's almost worked out on a case by case basis. Because some people are based on insecurity, some people are based on like past trauma where they just kind of feel like that's that's expected or that's that's normal. Um, and so I think that's worked out case to case basis. But in terms of generally, if there's from a safeguarding perspective, if your your safety is impaired or there's a consistent threat to your safety, um, then there's room for you to be removed from that situation. Um, and I think from the spiritual perspective, if this person is basing their, their threat on scripture, yeah, get out, get out. Yeah. Get out. So I, I sort of, and Mo, you alluded to this, and I think Robert, you mentioned it as well, it will have to be a case-by-case basis. You, I don't think there's any one, you know, thing mm. fits all, especially when it comes to faith and faith working out situations that don't make sense i mean we spoke about abraham initially up until that point and after the fact we haven't seen god institute human sacrifice in any way and yet abraham was told to go and kill his son and thus i think we can't you know there's no one size fits all but what i will say and sort of a framework is again the full counsel of god there is with their safety and wise counsel and so when you are in you're in the situation as you said robert it's easy to be clouded but Sorry, excuse me, it's, it's be clouded by your own desires, your own wishes, your own your own hopes. Um, and so if, you know, I think if you're in the, that sort of situation and you're wanting to just have faith that the situation changes, it might be worth taking it to someone that you trust, someone that's wise um, to, to, to help you, you know, discern whether that's really what God wants to do or whether God's saying to you get out. Um, you know, as you said, you know, when, when there's physical when there's any physical sort of threat, um, even emotional, mental sort of threats. So, yeah. Of course, you know, I would never say to, you know, I, I, I think about it, will I tell my sister to stay in a relationship where the guy's hitting her? No. Well, maybe she can because the guy will probably be dead. But um, <laughs> Then it, she's got it's... a get-out clause till death do us part. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> all right. You don't have to divorce your widow. Um, but it's it's it's... It's it's hard to sort of say, and so I would say wise counsel, you know, faith, 
can be or can feel like what we want it to and so we can stay there wanting something to get better for our own sort of selfish reasons that someone else sometimes that third perspective is able to help us identify um but yeah i i can't say i think it will have to be a case by case but there's always going to be safety and wise counsel and so speaking to someone um older wiser more mature in the faith um asking for that sort of prayer Mm. it's always going to be a good thing i think yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with with both of you guys. Um, but I think the uh, for me, not the number one thing is, um, and I kind of I'm not even looking at God at this point. I'm saying to the individual, get out, mm. get out of that situation. Um, I'm not saying to leave, and in in terms of leave mm. the relationship, not divorce, but, anything, but, but get out of that situation. And mm. when you're out of that situation. The conversation should be um, my understanding of God does not allow for you to abuse me in whatever the capacity is. Mm. And I want this relationship to work. Um, are you willing to work with me mm. to make this work? Because um, I wholeheartedly believe that you work at a marriage. Mm. You know, I. I've had situations in my marriage. I've been married 19 years now. Um, Ooh, come on. Congratulations. So, come on. on. That's dope. There, there, there were times in a marriage when things were difficult, you mm. know. But the bottom line was God brought us together. Mm. We believed that God had a purpose in us being together. And so we always, we always worked it out. We always put mm. God back in the center of it. And so... That would be my that would be my standing point. But because I, I, if it was my daughter or my sister in that relationship, um, and I didn't kill the dude, you know, <laughs> the first thing I'll be doing would be taking, you know, my daughter out of that situation, my sister out of that situation, and mm. going back to the dude and saying, listen, um, I'm not I'm not judging from the point of view. I understand we all have our problems. We mm. we all got things that we're trying to work through, but you must understand that what you're doing is destructive. What you're doing is hurting. And that's not God's position. That's mm. not where God wants any relationship to be. So mm. if you're willing to work that through, then that's cool. Let's find a way, like you said, MP out, get wise counsel, mm. get help. But I would take I would definitely first of all come out of that situation because as long as you're in it, it's damage is being caused, man. Yeah. Can, yeah. can I play can I play devil's advocate slightly? Because uh, an an idea just came to my head. Um, so, so Sean, I mean, I completely agree with what you said, but what if the person says they've got like a Hosea anointing? <laughs> what, what, what's your response then? You guys are so funny. As in, wait, the, per- the person being abused or the person doing the yeah. abuse? The person being abused. <laughs> Why did the abuser say, no, I'm Hosea? Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> Um, I mean, what what can you do with that? Because that's like the, the what <laughs> uh, you've got me, man. Because you know what? Ultimately, What's the saying? Ultimately, you can only do so much yeah. for for a person. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That's you what know? I was gonna say. Well, and, I was gonna say. <laughs> you know, and it's just like. 
what should you do? I've 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 been in situations with people, not necessarily of any type of domestic violence or anything like that, but I've been in situations with people, and it's like it's clear what they're doing is damaging, if if only to themselves. Mm. And you point it out, and you point it out, and you point it out, and and they're adamant that what they're doing is cool, and what you know, yeah. all you, all you can do is is point those things out and then at the end of the day it's up to the, it's up to the individual in the same way that you know god gives us free will you know in the same way god doesn't doesn't strike us all down dead and yeah. every time we do something wrong and mm-hmm. god will repeatedly and certainly in my life has repeatedly told me what you're doing is not helping you and mm-hmm. i've ignored god and i've ignored god and i've ignored god and i've ignored god yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying so i think um, yeah, you can only do so much, man. <laughs> I wanted to add yeah. as well, it, even in line with like the analogy, kind of um, horse in the water and stuff. You can't help those who who don't want to be helped mm. or don't mm. see the problem. Um, yeah. And so, I think a step would be for the person in the situation to recognize that this is a problem. Mm. And I think that's that's where it comes in. Just like if you recognize that, like that there is a safeguard and risk here. That there's like a physical risk, as as Sean was saying, get out. Um, and if, if you're going to try to to rectify it, to come back, to go counsel and stuff like that, it is something to be worked at. Um, like marriage is work. And I loved I was, the first church that I was in. The, the pastor was like, if he, it wasn't it wasn't the first church. It was another church. But they were like, if they found out that a woman's husband or partner was laying hands. On their spouse, they will invite that person into church for a prayer meeting and lay hands on them. <laughs> there you go. But there it was yeah. It's it's we can't even even in safeguarding training and stuff. If there's imminent imminent risk to someone's mm. life, you can do something to to bring them out, but even out of their will, even out like outside of their will and stuff, uh, physically mm. remove them from the situation. But at any given moment in time, we always need to assume that this person knows what's best for them until it gets mm-hmm. to a point where it's like, no, like your life is at risk mm-hmm. um, until things get to a head. And it's it's almost that where I can see the black eye, but you're like, no, I just fell down the stairs. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, actually, that looks like a black eye. Like, let's get out of here. Let's talk about it. No, 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 it's cool. And it's like, I can't physically remove you myself. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, there, there are certain things, but yeah, yeah. But you know, it's 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 the same. It's the same reason why we uh, often men don't intervene in domestic situations, because I I've done it where I've intervened, and the woman who's been attacked by the man started attacking me, <laughs> telling me it's none of my business. Mm. Step, step step off. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it some some people. Um, I don't know, man. I guess not in that not in that headspace to mm. to be aware of the damage that is being caused in that relationship. And mm. what, what can you do for somebody who's physically attacking you when you're trying to save them? Help them. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think sometimes you just have to to wait it out and like be there to pick up the pieces if mm. they come out of the situation. Yeah. Which like which so got like, for them from afar. Yeah. Mm. Which you which isn't always easy. No. I'm um, like when someone says, "Oh, I just broke up with this guy," 
And then I was like, but I swear I told you to break up with him like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sometimes do, but you have to make sure you you like humble yourself and show yeah, yeah, them definitely. the same grace that that you receive. Yeah, um, a lot, a lot because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like we. Everyone has their like streaks of stubbornness. Mm. Everyone has had the streaks of thinking, I can make this work or it'll be different with me. Mm. And yeah, and the best thing you can do is like after you try to help, just just be there to say, Oh, are you okay? And then help them get them back self can also back on their feet again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't always easy, but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the amount of times I, I've had to hold my tongue. <laughs> oh, well, I think yeah. that's a new problem. But what can we do? All right, you know, I think that'll be a nice place to round up. Ooh. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool. cool. Sean, thank you so much for coming yeah, down. Thanks, guys, man. Oh, yeah. man. It was a pleasure talking to you guys, man. Honestly, thank you. No, it was really good having you. Thank you. Really thank good, you, man. Yeah. Oh. Right, let's do some. Let's, let's do some hookups. Ooh. Cool. Can, can I go first? Can. So um, I've been doing a lot of reading because um, I joined a new job and I'm, as is always the case you have to do a lot of learning and I found a little hack with Internet Explorer well now Edge um, so I find after three four hours of reading stuff that you know I'm not particularly emotionally excited about but it's good to, to, to learn um, I start to just blur over and <laughs> not see any of the words and with Edge you can actually make it read any article on the page for you um, and it reads it out loud so you can listen and follow along as it's reading. And I found that when I reach that point of saturation and I can't really sort of focus and I sort of go word blind, that switching that on and using that does help to keep me focused and, and learning what I'm supposed to be learning. So the shortcut is control shift to you, or you can just um, go into settings and choose read aloud or something. Then mm. if you right click and, and click read aloud, it will read it out for you. And I've only found it with Edge so far, but yeah, that's that's my hookup is making Edge read your articles for you if you have to read a lot of articles. Are there speed controls? Yes. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that, that's my hookup. Um. So I I broke my hour-long podcast barrier <laughs> a few times a few times this week um so people, was one of them our podcast that you missed <laughs> no of course of course just want to put it out there <laughs> um peter as as a show-off took a print screen of all, all of his podcasts this is a show-off oh, yeah 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 whatever and um so that, that got me, it reminded me that I haven't actually been paying attention to my podcasts. And I stumbled across a podcast. Um, so I, I was on the, the Bible Project podcast and they had um, interviewed a guy who wrote a book called Reading While Black. Okay. I read in the Bible while black called Dr. Mm-hmm. Esau McCauley. Uh, I know I just butchered his last name. Um, but the book, the book is dope. Um, I haven't read it, but from the way that they spoke about it and stuff, it, it sounds really interesting. And the book ends with slavery. It's just like, wow, that's that's a cliffhanger. Mm. Um, but Esau is a part of. Is his name Esau? Yes, it is Esau. Um, is a it has his own podcast called The Destructors, where they interview people of faith who, by virtue of being themselves, have disrupted um, society and communities. 
Um, so one of their first ones was with Show Baraka. They only do 10 episodes every year. So 10 episodes a season and each season is a year. Um, and they're about 45 minutes to an hour long. Um, the instructors change is what change what is which is like the subtitle and yeah first one was show baraka um but they've done one with lecrae this season which i'm interested in getting into so yeah they're just going through different people who they view have disrupted society in some way shape or form um and they're just interviewing them there's quite a few podcasts called the instructors so i'm just going to show you guys the if this focuses that's so useful for the people that are listening. That's why I said I'm going to show you guys, yeah? I said I'm going to show you guys, yeah? Yeah, it's not, not oh, focusing, man, not focusing. I'll let yeah, you go. Yeah, I just turned off blur, <laughs> so there we go. See, okay. So that's it. Cool. Sean, do you have a hookup for us? Yeah, for me, um, you may or may not know this dude, and another podcast guy, but Sean Stevenson. You guys know the Model Health Show? No. Yeah, yeah. So Sean Stevenson, um, he's he's someone I've been following for years. So he, um, his mission is to kind of save us from ourselves in relation to our health, um, and like the the knowledge this guy this guy has on health, on disease, on on uh, proper nutrition, on sleep, and all those kinds of things. It's, it's just outstanding. It's been going for a few years now. It's the number one um, health and nutrition podcast on on on, um, on iTunes and and so on and so on. He's, he's written two books: um, "Sleep Smarter" and "Eat Smarter." Um, but yeah, Sean Stevenson. If you have any interest in health, if you have any interest in in real health as well, yeah, yeah, the Motor Health Show. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that, that's the brother, man. I am highly, highly recommending. Okay. Cool. And my hookup will be Little Black Book ninety one. Guys talking about before. He's a Christian YouTuber, commentary guy. He like, analyzes TV shows, relationships, and just Christianity in general. He's a really good guy. Um, yeah, check him out. Every time you say Little Black Book, my mind goes to the black books that Mandem used to keep back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> some, some man, some, you know what? Yeah, I, I engage with that back in the day, innit? Since man came to class, I don't keep no black books anymore. So I know that some men, some men will still be keeping it, but I don't associate with them man there unless I'm preaching Christ. <clears throat> no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, cool. Yeah, man. Again, Sean, thank you for coming down. Hopefully, yes, we'll see you Thanks, again man. very soon. Yeah, right. Um, this, is, this, is, this is a cheeky plug, yeah. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if Sean, Sean will appreciate this, but it's a cheeky plug. Sean's a personal trainer, so yeah, like Mandep fam, fam listeners. If you if you want that hookup, holler us. A man, man will try and make that hookup. Yeah, he, he's dope. Like he's actually is dope. It, is that online or is there a? Um, do you have a, um, a a geographic restriction to who you can talk? Um, yeah, I mean, with. to be honest. We, me, as you guys may know, me and Mo train together now. Um, they did we're... know it. Okay. Yes. Um, so we are uh, accountability trainers. <clears throat> um, we try to train via, via WhatsApp together. Mm. But if we can't, then we, we, we would do a little recording of our session to show that we've done it all. We just message each other and that. Um, so there's possibilities for online stuff. If, if, if geographically you want to train with me, then it's, it's got to be Hackney Sides. Gotcha. Nice. And is there like a link or anything that 
anyone can no, follow, follow I've, I've got Instagram. I've got no no online presence. All of my all of my clients is word of mouth at this See. point. I mean, yeah. as hopefully at some point there will be more of a professional online thing going on. But at at present, and plus I've got you know I'm also a community pastor, so the personal training is more of a side hey, hustle at the moment. Come see that. So what I'm saying is, yeah, when my six pack comes out, man will take that picture, and that will be the public promotion in that. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, about vanity. Hey, this is your promotion. This is your promotion. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking a picture for me. I'm taking it for sure. I'm just promotion. Thanks, Type in and take a picture bro. of six pack and send it to other other guys. I'm like, if you and a six pack like this, yeah, Sean can hook you up. Don't you? It's all right. Mo, uh, Rob, Rob's just uh, concerned for his hey, Smash Bros, right? Hey. Yeah, shout out to the Smash Bros. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> that took a yeah, left turn. Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, shout out to Rude for, intro, for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordering me amazing logo. Fans at Twitter at UK. Instagram TBS Furnace. Hey. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Blackson's First. No apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, the Blackson's First. We have an apostrophe. And that's it. See. Cool.